by listening to an Able original. Felicity the Fish, Episode Five: The Plankton Prankton. It was a very unusual day in Coral Cove. The normally crystal clear waters were clouded with sand as a stormy ocean current rumbled through the town. In its center, Seaweed Street was living up to its name. Big bundles of kelp were tumbling through the town. Several brave haddock were trying to swim against the current, but they were battered outside the chip shop. This was a very unhappy sight for Felicity and Debbie. The two parrotfish sisters who were stuck inside. They'd come to visit Grampus at the big cave the Coral Cove Times used for its office. With nothing else to do, they watched him put the finishing touches on the morning's paper. In big letters, its headline read: "Wonderful weather continues in Coral Cove." The old dolphin noticed Felicity frowning at the front page. The world changes so quickly. It was too late to edit the paper now, as it was just about to go to print. Grampus flicked a switch, and the printing press whirred and clanked into life. That'll take a few minutes to finish. The perfect opportunity for me to take my mid-morning nap. He flapped to a smaller and cozier room at the back of the office. In just a few moments, the dolphin's snores echoed around the stony cave. <sighs> What are we going to do now? It's boring when we can't go outside. We could go outside, but we don't want to get turned into flying fish. Why don't we order a pizza? Debbie pointed to a nearby telephone. The pizza in Coral Cove is terrible. It always arrives soggy. She took another look at the telephone, and a cheeky grin covered her face. But you've given me a great idea, Debbie. I know exactly how we can have some fun. A few caves along Seaweed Street, the phone rang in Mr. Sweet Tooth's candy shop. Hello. This is Whale Mud calling. Said an odd voice. We're outside with the shipment of one million plankton you ordered. Mr. Sweet Tooth was wide-eyed with surprise. But I didn't order one million plankton. My mistake. We'll deliver your shipment of ten million plankton this afternoon. <laughs> the shocked shark heard slithering on the other end of the line. Suddenly, it went dead. At the other side of town, Coral Cove's favorite entertainer, King Pron, was sitting in his cabin aboard the SS Seaworthy. It was weather like this that had caused the cruise liner to sink in the first place, and the shipwreck was now home to many of Coral Cove's creatures. While the stormy waters passed by outside, King Pron was sticking sequins onto his stage costumes and admiring his big black quiff in a mirror. <coughs> Startled by his phone, the shellfish singer almost dropped his sequins. Uh huh. Which director? Said another strange voice. Would you like to order a new seaweed wig? Now wait here just a minute. My wig isn't made of seaweed. <laughs> so you do wear a wig then? That's what we thought. To King Pron's surprise, the line went dead. 
A third telephone rang in Coral Cove. This time, it was in Laura Lobster's outdoor classroom. The stormy weather had interrupted her ballet class and the panicking shellfish was trying to stop a group of tiny, tutu-wearing seahorses from blowing away. Hello? It's not a great time to call, she answered. Hello? What time is the bus to Limp Lagoon? Bus? What are you talking about? It's like a car, but longer, with more seats. You have the wrong number. Oh, you're a car station. I thought this was the bus station. <laughs> Holding onto her seahorses, <laughs> Laura Lobster slammed down the phone. <laughs> Back in the newspaper office, Felicity and Debbie laughed for a long time. I didn't know you were so good at accents. It wasn't long before the waters were completely calm again in Coral Cove. A few days later, the two sisters returned to visit Krampus and, when they arrived, the old dolphin had just printed the latest newspaper. Its headline read, Will this storm ever end? Krampus was usually jolly, but today he seemed to be in a strange mood. I've just had a very expensive phone bill, but I can't remember making any calls. Do you have any idea what could have happened? The two little parrotfish blushed and shook their heads silently. Neither Felicity or Debbie told Grampus the truth. I must be getting old, said Grampus, smiling at the sisters. It'll happen to you too. Now, I have a favour to ask. Could you go and find me a fish with fingers? It's very important. Of course. Felicity flapped towards the door as fast as possible. A fish with fingers? What does that mean? whispered Debbie, darting behind. I've got no idea. But it's a good reason to get out of here before Grampus figures out why his phone bill is really so high. The sisters swam along Seaweed Street. They started their search a few caves down at Mr. Sweettooth's candy shop. The bell rang as Felicity and Debbie flapped into the cave. Mr. Sweettooth was floating behind the counter, almost as if he had been expecting them. He smiled with a wide grin, showing off his prized last tooth. How can I help the two of you? We're looking for a fish with fingers. Do you know any? No, I don't. But why not try King Prawn? He knows everyone round here. Visiting the singer meant swimming all the way across town to the sunken SS Seaworthy. Inside his cabin, King Pron was practicing some rock and roll moves, almost as though he was expecting an audience. Do you know any fish with fingers? I'm sorry, Debbie Osa, but I don't. Why don't you visit Mrs. Lobster? She's lived a long life, so she knows a lot of things. <sighs> Felicity sighed as they swam all the way back to Seaweed Street. I'm getting fed up with this. It's like we've been sent on a wild mackerel chase. Finally, the sisters arrived at Laura Lobster's synchronized swimming school. In the outdoor classroom, the teacher was talking to Ms. Sharp. The piano tuna had come to tune her piano. <laughs> so I says to Mabel, I says. Neither of them seemed surprised when the parrotfish sisters arrived. Oh. Have you seen a fish with fingers? A fish with fingers? chuckled the crustacean. You're pulling my tail. It was time to give up. Exhausted and frustrated, Felicity and Debbie returned to the Coral Cove Times office. No one knows a fish with fingers, 
No one has even ever seen one. Grampus wriggled his flat nose and chuckled. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that, Debbie. You see, there's no such thing as fish fingers. Well, as a fish with fingers, anyway. Felicity's mouth dropped open in shock. You played a prank on us! That's right. <laughs> Just like you did when you called Mr. Sweettooth, telling him he'd ordered ten million plankton. Suddenly, a deep, booming voice rang around the office. Did you say plankton? I love plankton! Yes, please! A giant black shape slid from the shadows at the back of the cave. It was so big, its head was touching the ceiling. It took Felicity a moment to realize what the creature was. But when she saw its white belly, she screamed. Ah! It's a killer whale! Let's get out of here! The sisters shot out of the cave as fast as their fins could flap. But when they finally turned around, Felicity realized the whale wasn't following them at all. Oh. Oh no. It must have been Grampus. Should we go back in? You first, Felicity. You're the oldest. Felicity bravely poked her head back inside the cave. She was terrified of what she might see. But to her surprise, Grampus and the killer whale were in the middle of the room, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, Felicity. Meet Great Uncle Orca. Lovely to meet you, Felicity. I hope he didn't scare you. Another prank. Felicity had been fooled again. Is this why you sent us on the silly fish finger hunt? So Great Uncle Orca could hide in here? Bingo. It was a hilarious jape! Well, now we know how it feels. That's right. I think both of us have learnt our lesson. From now on, we'll leave calls to whales. Like Great Uncle Orca. The End Thank you for listening to an Able Original.